everybody, welcome to Electric Leftovers. My name is Jason. How are you today? It has been, whew, it has been a long month, and it's only the fifth. Uh, I just got back the other day from being out of town, still doing the job hunt business. Um, going very well, though, and kind of, sort of, I'm thinking of part-timing what I used to do full-time, and when I say that, I mean... I mean, I made so many good connections, I guess, while I was at the old job that people would rather deal with me than them, so we'll see how that goes. Might might have to get me one of them their retail licenses again. Used to have one once. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. <coughs> we're here to talk about stuff and things. Since last we spoke, we have... Was that there since last we spoke? I'm going to mention it. Maybe it's new, maybe it's not. Hollow Knight from Scarlet. Final Fantasy XII, The Zodiac Age from Scarlet. Scion of Sorcery. Orphan. Scion of Sorcery from Scarlet. Darkest Dungeon from Scarlet. God of War, Ghosts of Sparta from Scarlet. And more Orphan. Even more Orphan. This one's entitled Fruit Roll-Ups. And some Final Fantasy VII for me. And The Rob went did uh, went and did one of them there... Um, Oh, hey. So, Rob here, the Rob, uh, sent us a request to do some Let's Plays for his son. You might remember we talked about that a while ago, and I did a Mickey game. And uh, he's just giving us a little little heads up on how that's going. Uh, if it's not Fortnite or Legos, he's not interested anymore. Alright. Nice. Nice. That's awesome. Symphony of the Night, though. I don't know, man. You could... There's better Castlevanias. Just saying. Anyway, uh, so there's that. Uh, we didn't do a Mystery Science Theater for the week because we were on vacation. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we did spend several hours uh, watching and recording movies for Roll Film. So we will have plenty of Roll Film coming up. That being said, let us move on to the next segment of the show. This is the part where I play some music that is uh, tied to the game that we're talking about this week.
The year is 21XDX, and the chaos of the Reploid Wars has passed. Lunar colonization is at its peak, and the largest colony, Eurasia, is unexpectedly taken over by an unknown band of galactic terrorists. Its artificial gravity device has been hacked, and now Eurasia is on a collision course with Earth. The only way to stop it is to deploy an ancient beam cannon. Codename Enigma. Join Mega Man X and his pal Zero as they race against time to collect the necessary parts to restart Enigma, prevent total annihilation, and save life on Earth. And this is, of course, Mega Man X5 for that good old PlayStation from Capcom in 2001. And oh boy, this game. It's better than 4, I think, but it's not great. There are so many things about this that just don't... There are boxes that need ticked, and this game doesn't tick most of them. Like I said, it's not its not bad. Of the more quote-unquote modern Mega Man X games, this is the one I played first. Um, so I, I know it a bit better than some of the others. But there's just, like, random stuff. And I kind of like that they put in... Uh, time limit kind of thing, but it doesn't really impact anything story-wise. I don't know, it it just, it doesn't hold up. Um, you'll hear that a lot over the next couple episodes. This game does not hold up. I played it, Jade played it, Jade's better at it than me, as per usual. Oh yeah, and all of the uh, robot masters are named after members of Guns N' Roses. Because reasons.
let's see what we got for reviews on this one. Apparently, Mega Man X 3, 4, and 5 were available as a single purchase for the PC. There's a Mega Man X collection, Mega Man X Legacy 1 and 2. That's what Jade's been playing lately. I think he finished it, though, and he's moving on to something else. I don't recall seeing Jade play Mega Man X 8, though. And, buddy, you really need to. Just get the taste of 6 and 7 out of your mouth, at the very least. Alright, let's see, what do we got? Man, everybody loved this game. Why did everybody love this game? This game's terrible. Well, this person gave it five stars, so we'll do that one, because this game is many things, and five stars, perfect, is not it. 100% Absolute Extremely Fluffy Spotted Hyena. A review by Laughing Hyena Velox, I guess, uh, from November 2002. The Rockman X-Series takes on a new game engine, which means different controls, new sprites, and a whole different feel. Graphics, 10 out of 10. The new sprites are more detailed and have smoother animation. X no longer has a giant head. Unfortunately, someone decided to make X and Zero the same size. Big mistake. Zero has always been larger. Backgrounds are more detailed and have more depth. Some stages have multiple layer parallax scrolling, which looks awesome. Sound and music and noise, 7 out of 10. Well, there you go. Can't be 5 out of 5 if you only gave it 7 out of 10. The sound effects are okay, but not very memorable. Weapon sounds are not outstanding or very loud, which detracts from the appeal of using a shockwave gun or whatever the crescent thing is supposed to be, or a flaming blade. There's some nice touches like rushing waterfall and stereo sound and clanks and clatters on the train. The voice acting is a different issue. The characters call out constantly while attacking, jumping, etc. It overpowers the sound effects sometimes, but that's okay because the sounds are almost non-existent. Somehow there's no real pitch variation in voices, X always speaks high, and Zero is low. Apparently, Reploids, advanced robots, have lesser vocal capabilities than hyenas. Sigh. Music is okay. Sometimes it seems more like background ambience rather than a good tune. It's disappointing, especially considering the series is his history of great music. Oh boy. Controls, 10 out of 10. Yes, it's a real pain to operate the shoulder buttons with hyena paws. Apparently, the person doing this review is doing it in some sort of furry hyena cosplay. Controls, 10 out of 10. It's a real pain to operate the shoulder buttons. Uh, apparently, they have no hyenas in Japan, and PSX was made in Japan. But the controller isn't in question. It's how the game handles the controller. The actual controls are pretty good. Everything is smooth. Yes, sometimes you have to press three buttons, charge, dash, and jump at once while playing as X, but a large paw should cover them easily. I regret reading this one now. Gameplay, 10 out of 10. Classic action gameplay with features like fighting outnumbered or fighting enemies larger than yourself. Things that any hyena can relate to. Are hyenas a particularly well-respected and well-loved thing somewhere that I don't know about? Uh, it also involves good reflexes and plenty of dodging. There's also a bit of platform hopping, not too hard, and wall jumping. The challenge level is high enough that you won't whiz through the game, but not so high that you want to quit. The level structure is only partially linear. After the first stage, you can choose to go to any of eight stages. The bosses of these eight stages grant you new attacks to use. After those eight stages, you play a few stages in order to reach the final boss. The game allows you to play as one of two characters, X and Zero. X has his chargeable energy cannon, the X-Buster. 
and Zero has a more powerful energy blade, a Z Saber or Beam Saber. While X earns new weapons to fire from his buster, Zero gets cool techniques like a flaming blade uppercut and fighting uh, forward lightning stab. And somehow all of his trans techniques excuse me, were untranslated from Japanese. Overall, 10 out of 10. The game is great, has plenty of replay value from all the extra parts to pick up, and is lots of fun. If you can find it at a reduced price, buy it. If you can find it at a full price, buy it anyway. Rating, 5. Flawless. Would you recommend? No. Too much furry talk. Then. That's your thing. Good for you. Um, problem, 10 out of 10. He didn't give everything a 10 out of 10, so it can't be 10 out of 10. Sorry, that's not how averages work. Uh, that was not a great review, but it was short. Um, let's take this apart for a bit. Graphics, they're fine, but everything looks really dopey. Especially the Mavericks. They look Nobody looks interesting. X3, while that game was incredibly dull and boring, had some interesting looking Mavericks, at least. Not in this game. Nope. Everybody looks kind of dumb. It looks really Saturday morning cartoony to me. X4. Sound and music. Um, I don't remember the sound effects. And the music. It was really hard to pick music for last week's episode because most of the tracks were bad. What you heard wasn't great, and that was the best it had to offer. Controls. Um, I found the controls on the game last time I played it, and it's been a long time. Kind of sluggish and a little irresponsive. Didn't work very good. Gameplay was not fun. I did not have fun playing this game. So, there's that. Well, let's move on to the next one. Who did not give it a perfect score, but was really close, and that disappoints me. Our two heroes, X and Zero, in one of their best games ever. Mega Man X4 review by Xylo the Wolf. Capcom usually begins one of their series with a really good game, and then makes 1,000 different sequels, which are anything from super duper good to super duper crap. The Mega Man series was one of the first series that started this trend, and after six games on the NES, Capcom decided to involve the series and make a new Mega Man series, the X series. After three good games on the SNES, even if the X3 was later ported to the Sony PlayStation and Sega Saturn, it was for the series to it was time, excuse me, for the series to appear on a 32-bit system. Since the game would still be in 2D, I thought it would be interesting to see what new ideas Capcom had to use the new powerful systems. Oh, back in 1997, when 2D games were considered to be something of the past and any game was good in 3D, Capcom, however, realized that some things was, and still isn't even today, possible in 3D that you can do with 2D. Another excellent game that many thought was disappointing that it was still 2D was Street Fighter 3, and the awesome Street Fighter Alpha 3 is one of the system's most underlooked game, but that's another story. Anyway, Sony of America first denied Capcom to release this game in the U.S. because it was in 2D and not in 3D. And then Capcom threatened not to release Resident Evil 2 in the U.S. Really? And then Sony gave in. Stupidity is the least thing you can say about Forbid 2D games. Oh well, back to Mega Man X4. Stay, on, stay with me, Zylo. The background story of the game is actually more than just the random Sigma is back and X must stop him from destroying the whole world. Reploforce, an army of robots, are now pretty common in the world and are also pretty advanced. There are lead by their leader in the general, excuse me, and his second in command, Colonel. Great. I believe that's their names as well. A big floating city called the Sky Lagoon crashes down to a city below it and kills millions of civilians, both humans and Reploforce. 
large thing crashing into the planet. Where did we hear about that earlier in this episode? The humans blame the Ripple Force, and the general flees, uh, feels excuse me, like his kind has been betrayed by their human creatures, so he builds a own city for the Replo Forces. All seem fine and all that, but it turns out there's someone else who is controlling the general's decisions. I'm going to move this window over here, that one over there. Maybe I can read it better. Probably not. Words are hard. Xylo's words are really hard sometimes. When you start the game, the first thing you do is select which character you want to play as, X or Zero. Yeah, that's the biggest new thing about this game. Even if you c could play as Zero in Mega Man X3, he got his own story, which is a little bit different than X's. X is just like how he was in the three previous, previous games in the series, and is what I consider the easy mode in this game. While Zero only got his Z-Saber as a weapon, and since you have to battle all the enemies in a close-range combat with Zero, it's a little bit tougher to beat the game with him. I recommend that you start with X. When you selected any of the characters, you get to see the first animated cutscene in this game, and since I loved the cutscenes in X3, I can only say that these are actually better. They even included voice actors in this game, which quality are about what you can expect from a game that's over 10 years old. While the cutscenes aren't that interesting with X since they are just there to explain the story, the cutscenes with Zero are really interesting because you get to find out a lot about his past, and even something about a certain maniac doctor from the original Mega Man series. All the previous Mega Man X games started on one stage that you will never visit again, and Mega Man X4 is not different. This time you start on the Sky Lagoon and you get to find out the truth about what happens when it crashes. When you finish this stage, the real game begins where you get to see eight different Mavericks. Each of them got their stage and you have to kill them all. Of course you get to choose in which order you want to beat them. Here's another big difference between Mega Man X and Zero. When you beat one boss, Mega Man X get their weapon and can use it against another boss that makes that boss fight really easy, since each boss got one weakness. Zero, on the other hand, can learn anything from a new attack to be able to double jump or something else. The difference isn't as big as it becomes two different games depending on which character you're choose, but you have to use two different playstyles. As always, you can search each stage with X to find 8 heart objects that increases your life, and you can find 4 upgrades for your armor and 2 E-tanks. Oh, and you can select 2 different upgrades for your X-Buster. Both are useful in different ways. Zero, on the other hand, doesn't need any upgrades for his armor, which is good because he doesn't get any in this game. My only complaint about this game is that it's a bit too easy. The difficulty in this game is sometimes ridiculous low. You would expect this game to be more challenging since you can only find two E-Tanks, but it's actually the other way. Especially with X since his weapons make almost every boss fight super easy if you know which weapon you should use, and his upgraded X-Buster is almost too cheap. The game is a little bit harder with Zero, but his Z-Saber also makes a lot of damage. If you, are just, if you just are careful and don't take much stupidity damage, then the game isn't so hard with him either. I think we just found our episode title. One interesting thing is that after all the sequels and even the Mega Man Zero series, which I have only heard about, it seems like Capcom really had thought a lot about how the story should continue in the other games in the series. Capcom explains a lot of Zero's past in this game, but also gives us some hints about what could have happened and also what's going to happen. However, I haven't played that many Mega Man games released after this title, so I can't confirm this. Just like all the previous Mega Man games, this game is really short, but that's also what makes it fun to play. After the first time that you finish the game, it only takes about two hours of playing to beat it and uncovered all the secrets in this game, because most of them aren't that hard to find. But even if the game is short and easy, it's still one of my favorite in the series. First of all, it got a great stage design, and the cutscene and story makes it more fun to play than most of the other X games. 
You can also choose between two different characters, so that means you have to play through it twice to get all it has to offer. Rating four and a half. Would you recommend? Yes, because Xylo. Then, um, you know, even even Xylo cannot change my mind on this. I think this is a terrible game. I think, it, I think it's not fun. I'm actually looking over here in the sidebar of the review, and it's got all the other Mega Man X games. Apparently, the time frame between X5 and X6 is like three weeks. So, I mean, I have questions about about the Mega Man time frame. It just seems really thrown together. We need a book like the Zelda book that didn't really answer any questions. Time for the news, folks. So let's 
get started. Our lead story today, unusual hobby. <clears throat> Pardon me. Social media has given us the dubious opportunity to document all manner of celebratory, mournful, hilarious, and contemplative events. And so they have opened the door to fame for Paul Flart, real name, Doug. A 31-year-old hospital security guard who took to Instagram in March to share with the world his sphincter sirens. Flart spent a lot of time sitting around at the front desk with nothing to do, but he noticed, quote, the lobby has really great acoustics. Acoustics, excuse me. And naturally, we all fart. One day I ripped a rather nice one and got a really good sound from it. So next time I happened, it happened, excuse me, I recorded it and sent it to my group chat. Those lucky friends encouraged him to go viral and helped him choose his Insta handle, Paul Flart. Today he's racked up more than 20,000 followers, according to Vice. Unfortunately, hospital management isn't among them, and on August 23rd, Flart was fired from his job. But he's not deflated. He plans to expand his reach. We can do Paul Flart on vacation. You know, throw like a Hawaiian shirt and a hat and then just fart around Florida. Lordy. <clears throat> Government in action. The Public Works Department in San Francisco gets, on average, 65 calls every day with complaints about feces on the sidewalk. This is gross. This is not a great news. Uh, way to start the news, anyway. Public Works Director Mohamed Nuru and the city's mayor, London Breed, put their heads together and came up with a solution. The Poop Patrol. In mid-September, five Public Works employees with a steam cleaner will begin scouring poop hotspots, such as the Civic Center, Tenderloin, and south of Market neighborhoods during the afternoons to clean up what nature has left behind. Another team also cleans overnight. Officials told the San Francisco Chronicle that the waste comes from dogs and people, and the mayor recently allotted about $1 million for new public restrooms. I just want the city to be clean, Mayor Breed said, and I want to make sure we're providing the resources so that it can be. There you go. Bright idea. As his trial excuse me, got underway on August 22nd, Chinese University of Hong Kong Associate Professor Kwa Kim Sun pleaded not guilty to a breathtaking murder plot. Prosecutors say that in 2015, Kwa filled a yoga ball with carbon monoxide, then left it in the trunk of his wife's car, where it slowly leaked the noxious gas and killed his wife and their 16-year-old daughter. The BBC reported that Kwa was angry because his wife wouldn't divorce him so that he could be with a student with whom he was having an affair. When colleagues caught Kwa filling the ball, he said he was going to use it to kill rabbits, but in his statement to police, he said the gas was to kill rats in his home. He is charged with two counts of murder. And... Jeffrey Tomerlin, 45, was charged with assault on August 19th after he hurled a soft, fluffy, edible weapon at his ex-girlfriend. When Tomerlin saw his ex in a car with her new boyfriend, he walked up to her window and threw a biscuit at her face. He also charged the car, banging on it and saying he would kill them, reported WKRN, earning additional charges of public intoxication and vandalism. It was not clear whether the biscuit damaged the ex-girlfriend's face. You don't know how we talk about Florida a lot and how it's kind of become a thing. Our next subject, Florida, says it all. Florida, period, says it all. On August 20th, the Miami Herald endorsed Republican Bettina Rodriguez Aguilera, who is running to replace Representative Eileen Ross Le Letinin. 
Lettinen, excuse me, to represent a district that includes part of Miami and Miami Beach. She lost her primary bid on August 28th. Rodriguez Aguilera had been a city official and a business executive, the Herald noted, but conceded, We realize that Rodriguez Aguilera is an unusual candidate. Before she was a candidate, Rodriguez Aguilera appeared on the Spanish-language television programs to talk about her experience of being abducted by aliens when she was seven years old. Three beings, two women, and a man who reminded her of Jesus Christ spoke to her, quote, telepathically, and took her aboard their spaceship. Inside, she saw, quote, round seats that were there and some quartz rocks that controlled the ship, and she said she has communicated with them several times since then. However, editorial page editor Nancy Ancrum didn't think Rodriguez Aguilar's beliefs or past experiences compromised her as an effective public servant. Here's why we chose her. She's not crazy, Ancrum told the Washington Post. I don't think we went off the rails here. Next story of Ow! Mohammed Zaid Abi. Oh boy. Abdhidi. 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 I'm going to say it three or four times to make sure I get it right. Declared that he's going back to hookah after a fiery incident on August 25th involving his e-cigarette. The cell phone store worker was in an HDTV outlet store in Anaheim, California, buying a new television. When the smoking device exploded in his pants pocket, the gentleman, he is running, he is screaming and yelling, store manager Antil Molare Guzman told NBC4. Apparently... All of his right leg was completely burnt all the way down. Part of his private parts were also affected. While Abdhidi ran to the restroom to see his burns, Guzman put out the still-flaming e-cig on the store's floor. Abdhidi, who did not go to hospital, said he still can't walk on his leg. Wow. Well, makes sense. It's a small electric device that generates intense heat very quickly. Our next story, The Myth Made Me Do It. Mason Tackett of Floyd County, Kentucky, told WYMT that neighbors called him on August 26 to say his cousin, Philip Haggins, was carrying items out of Tackett's house. When Tackett returned home, he said, quote, It looked like he was packing up for a yard sale when he'd come out. Haggins was lying, throwing his hands, saying stuff like, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. He pulled a gun on me, Tackett said. But what he really couldn't understand was Haggins' choice of items to steal. A cheese grater, an empty Lysol bottle, and soap. Who steals a cheese grater, Tackett said. He stole my soap. Who steals soap? Must have been a bad batch of methamphetamine around here because Floyd County's gone crazy in the last four days. Haggins was charged with receiving stolen property and being a convicted felon with a firearm. Our next story of, sorry you missed it, at least one competitor dressed up as Donald Trump at the World Gravy Wrestling Championships in Lancashire, England on August 27th. As grapplers slipped and slid in the slimy mess, even the referee got toppled a few times. United Press International reported that both men and women participated to support the East Lancashire Hospice. I wrestled in oatmeal once. True story. Extreme measures, a man named Tang from Sichuan Province, China, promised his girlfriend Yang he would buy an expensive luxury car for her. Only problem was, he didn't have the money, so he cooked up a scheme inviting Yang and her brothers to the Chengdu car dealership on August 16th, where he had allegedly put down a 10,000 yuan payment. Tang asked the group to wait, though, wait there excuse me, while he went to get the cash, but instead, according to Shanghaiist, he went to a supermarket and bought a fruit knife. Outside, he found a secluded spot and cut up his own arms. Then Yang said he had been robbed at knife point of the $750,000 yuan he had supposedly withdrawn for the car. 
While her brothers took Tang to the hospital, Yang waited for police, who eventually excised the story from Tang. He is sentenced to 10 days in jail and a 500 yuan fine. Well, everybody, that is the episode for this week. I hope you did enjoy listening to it. I sure enjoyed uh, making it. It's true. I really did. And you can't prove otherwise. Of course, you can find everything we talked about here in the show at lowbiasgaming.net. You can find all the old episodes of the show. You can find the music that we put in the show and all that other kind of stuff. You can subscribe to the show, any podcast software of your choosing, and you can find old episodes not only at lowbiasgaming.net, but on YouTube. If you would like, please do leave us a review and a rating either on Facebook, on iTunes, whatever, wherever you go to get your stuff. It is greatly appreciated. And if you like the show and would like to throw a buck or two in the tip jar, we have one. Patreon.com slash Jason's Groove Machine. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, be on the lookout for Roll Film this week. We are talking about... I don't remember what movie we're talking about. I gotta get on that. My goodness. There's like... We've recorded like five episodes. I don't even remember which one's next. So it'll be a surprise to both of us when it happens. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. So read that job tree, they see thee. And the all they, and they own thee. So they got all you water, mate. Yeah, they decide you got a slate. You can't send piss into wine. You can't rub pennies in a wound and expect it to be fine. There are no diamonds in the mines. Cause we teeth the lot. So on the top of the pot, singing. Thanks for all the A's. And the bums and the nuns and the guns and the bombs on the trains. Thanks for all the A's. And the bloods and the bloods and the drugs and the banning all the rights. Thanks for all the A's. And the Asian and for you, and for making us slaves. Thanks for all the AIDS. I'll pray for me, Methodist, cause I fear the rapture. Coming at ya, like Cleopatra. Oh, you can never catch her, the Donovan stature. I'm evil on the mic, like Margaret Thatcher. Luke, made you look. Bombs like a new come truer than the gospel, according to my mate Luke. As I see that this guy God wants to kill you if you're queer Or if you're a Jew or you're an Arab A minor in a hole Or if you are a dog because you haven't got a soul Or if you are a dead baby Ha ha, you 
least you count your stones and see how lucky you are. So if your kids are unwetter than you are, 12 times worse than the worst crack hurt. I can say this because I'm sure you ain't shit. We've been advised to quit, but we ain't taking the piss when we say thanks for all the AIDS. And the bums and the guns and the nuns and the bums on the trains. Thanks for all the AIDS. And the lies and the wives of the guys who be dying in spades. Thanks for all the AIDS. And the crap TV and for me and for bringing on the plague. Thanks for all the AIDS. Brought to you by... Bye. Bye. Bye.